Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I have recommended Edwin play a little game called Pocket City. Pocket City is a game by Bobby Lee, a... Hi, Bobby. <laughs> a Toronto-based indie game developer. A one-man show, if you will. Oof, that's For impressive. this game, yeah. Every time we play a one-man game, I'm always just staggered by... Right. I don't know. As a programmer, I realize what has to go into doing something. Not only crazy, that, but- just like the finishing and the packaging, it usually is the parts of the games that I realize takes the longest. This is like, all things. Let me read you a little description. But first... We have a new segment. Whoa. Surprise! It is a segment I'm calling A-S-T-I-S-J-G. Uh-oh. Asking Sam things I should just Google. <laughs> um, Sam, you know I'm a man of the internet. You are a man of many memes. I'm in the tubes and pipes, getting my information blasted into my eyeballs. And recently, there seems to be a game that is everywhere. Yes. That I don't know what it is, and I want to know more. Mm. I should just Google it. But I haven't. The game I'm talking about is Dead Cells. That sells with C E L L S. Right. It's it's not it's not like a fashion thing. You know what really sells this season? Dead, dead cells. The dead cells. What is it, and why is it everywhere? And is it everywhere, or is it just my? I think it's just your perception. Oh, okay. Um, from my understanding, it has launched recently in a 1.0 version. So up until now, it's sort of been an early release. Um, but more importantly, it is now released for the Switch, which oh. I think people are kind of going nuts over because it's kind of the perfect platform for the Switch. And I'm going to get a Switch, aren't I? Dead Cells is a Metrovania-style game. Oh, great. And everybody knows what that means. So it's like <laughs> a game that usually involves you discovering different rooms and corridors. Uh, one of the points of a Metroidvania-style game is that you collect items that helps you unlock uh, further sections of the map. So, mm, for example, okay. like in Metroid, you know, initially you can't turn into the little ball, so you can't crawl into the little rooms that have small entrances. Uh, I'm going to say yes. So you get the power-up that allows you to turn into a little ball, and then you can then access those rooms. Uh, so it's like those things, right? It's kind of like, oh, you're missing a blue key to enter this room find the blue key, and now you can enter all the rooms with the blue keys, right? Right, it's contrasted to something like Crashlands, where you're still exploring a map, but it's just a question of time, where you just have to keep walking and right. keep exploring, but there's no real obstacles to exploring and finding new areas. And Metrovania-style games, they're usually like 2D side-scroller, right? So it's set on an oh. angle of like, you're looking at the side view, right? And this sort of follows that pretty religiously, I would say. Have you been playing this Dead Cells? I have been playing it. Oh, um, okay. The unique thing about this game is it is a rogueliki. <laughs> okay, good. So it's a roguelike. It's another type of game. Two types of games smooshed together. Right, but it does it really well. And it's like when you order your pizza half and half. <laughs> which is my favorite way to order pizza. What are the two halves you get? One side, I usually get just a plain cheese for the children. Uh-huh. The other side, um, I usually go between like onions and ham. Or like an onions and a like a mm. prosciutto or something like that. Mm, okay. Or I go uh, anchovies. <laughs> Just a cheese pie with anchovies. <laughs> anchovies are great on pizza. Wow. Underrated. Wow. I go half pepperoni. Yeah. Because I love pepperoni, and then I do the health side, which is sausage and broccoli. So I get the healthy side first, and then and then I finish with the pepperoni. The thing I don't like about pepperoni is when they put it into the oven, it forms a little cup, 
and the oil, the cup of oil, <laughs> the cup of oil in each pepperoni. Anyway, back to dead cells. So in dead cells, why this is unique is because it's a roguelike, and unlike other Metroidvania games, that sort of retains your progress of right. you know exactly which sections the maps are in. In this game, if you die, the map sort of resets and kind of shifts around. Right, that's the key uh, feature of a of a roguelike is that. If you die, you kind of start back at the beginning, and it's a different right map. The or, thing here, though, oh, yeah. is if you gain some powers, you still retain those powers, mm. which is kind of cool. Oh, okay, okay. How are you liking it? It's really fun. The action is really fast-paced, um, and it uses like this really interesting game engine, which I haven't heard before, which is called Heaps. Heaps. And it uses a programming language called Hacks. Have you heard of it? Heaps and Hacks. Yeah, Hacks and Heaps. <laughs> It's uh, it's made by like a two man team as well, or a two person team rather. Mm, okay. Well, next time you bring your switch to the office, I might have to play this. I happen to have brought my switch to the office today. Oh well, that's the afternoon sorted, <laughs> and that concludes our new segment. I ask Sam things that I should just Google. So back to Pocket City. Uh, Pocket City is a city building simulator game. It fits right in your pocket. Reminiscent of games like Sim City. For me, Transport Tycoon. Yeah, was a big one that kind of dominated quite a large part of my childhood man i could probably still sing you those those songs those little jazzy piano songs that were playing while i was constructing my my railway yeah i remember just like the the full motion video in the beginning when you see the boy put the coin on the railroad so that it can get flattened by the train and he has like a memorabilia of the trains and then he becomes (laughs) i shall rule this and becomes the the tycoon. transport tycoon. Oh wait, I think were you was that railroad tycoon? Oh, I think railroad came first. Right. Okay, which I don't think I played, but yeah, transport tycoon added roads, boats, and mm. planes. It was really interesting because this Pocket City game, uh, the the one of the main descriptions of it, it states this: Pocket City is an upcoming mobile city building game for iOS and Android. There are no microtransactions. All unlockable items are earned through gameplay only. So there yeah. was a big emphasis on this and that there are absolutely no no forms of monetization. Except for the one-off purchase of $4.99. Right. So yeah. $4.99 on iOS, I think Android has a limited free version mm, that right. you can play for a certain time. Because Apple won't let you do free trials in the App Store. But yeah, that was definitely one of the things... That was something that certainly struck me was this feeling of like the reaction against this sort of recent outcry or at least this trend of just, you know, microtransactions, everything, you know, Arisa's Cat Cafe was the perfect example. You Mm -hmm. know, everything's time locked. If you want your little bonus things first, cough up some money. If you want more, more Indian currency, cough up some money. If you kind of want anything, you know, cough up some more money. Um, Whereas here, yeah, 499 up front and everything is done through playing the game so actually that's the other thing that's interesting is the game only runs when it's on screen i kind of thought it'd be a little bit like where things would just run in the background and then you kind of check in periodically and like see what's happening that's not the case you have to have the screen forefront and center yeah in thankfully focus, so because running along if this game ran in the background it probably would have drained the hell out of your battery <laughs> why is my phone so hot Ooh, it's a smoker <laughs> yeah yeah, the, your phone will get pretty dang hot. Do not play this in the summer outside in New York City. <laughs> it is. It might light a fire. <laughs> yeah, I could uh, fry up some bacon <laughs> if I wasn't using the microwave technique now. But what did you think of this game? 
I really enjoyed it. I was totally sucked in from the beginning. There's nothing... If you've played any kind of SimCity game before, uh, you will feel right at home straight away. There's nothing out of the ordinary about it. Yeah, it's. I, I kind of wondered what the experience would be like for people that haven't played a SimCity game because this kind of replicates that experience fairly well for like a a modern touch device, right? A modern touch game. There is something to be learned about, like you know how to space out your residential area versus how to space out your commercial area, which I, my body is like automatically trained. Like I'm, I went with muscle memory and sort of like determining like where to put the the power plant. But I wonder as a new player to any game like this, if they would find that sort of exciting. Did that ever cross your mind? Uh, the onboarding tutorial I thought was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Like there's this perky lady that'll guide you through the basics of city building because you can demolish things pretty easily. I suppose there's, it's not quite the kind of permanent decision of like, oh, now, once I've built this, it has to stay there because with a flick of your thumb, you can demolish entire city blocks. Right. Now I know what it's like to be Thanos. Um, <laughs> as you work through the game and you get more things, you're like, oh, now I can build a railroad. Oh, there's literally no space for me to build a railroad. Yeah. Let's, let's get that demolish button at the ready and start dragging that around. There, was, there were moments where I'm like, oh, should I just kill everyone and start fresh because <laughs> you can have multiple cities running at the same you time you can yeah which other was a nice a nice touch and there didn't seem to be too many penalties for like having a residential area next to a power plant or anything like that like i think i think if you're coming from like a hardcore pc gaming city simulation world they've definitely like adapted a bunch of the details and intricacies into a far simpler thing for mobile which i think works well yeah. prime example being Supplying power and water. I think in SimCity you'd have to like lay pipes and pylons and all the rest of it. Whereas here, it's just assumed that if there's a road, the road comes with pipes and underground wires to right. supply. Like I think in the earlier there. versions, like in the original SimCity 2000, like you do have to put in the. Then it's so futuristic at the time. The pylons, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that! When will the we city get of to the 2000? <laughs> Yeah, with those games, with those earlier games, you definitely had to put that in. But in the later iterations of SimCity, um, those are no longer conventions that you had to follow. You just had to connect them via road, Yeah, which is great, or like other buildings right. next to it. Yeah, I never really got into SimCity a whole bunch. I don't know about you. Did you play it a lot? or I didn't play it. I, I sort of like starting a city and going through the beginning. But yeah. once people started leaving the city... <laughs> You're like, screw you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not playing anymore. How do you like that? Right. And I think I think my tolerance for the tedium happened a lot quicker. But for some reason for Pocket City, I think the way that they laid out the quests and the level ups and opening up other buildings that you can actually add to their city um, really kept it interesting for me. Like, I didn't feel the same amount of tedium that I normally would with games like SimCity. One thing I did miss was in Transport Tycoon, you progress through the years. So you think you started off 1920, the golden age of the railroad. So you had all these steam engines chundering along. Mm. And then as you work through, you kind of, oh, the invention and the widespread use of electricity became, you kind of like electric trains. And then that bring you to the 50s and the 70s and 80s. You'd have more roads, better vehicles. And you then even go to the future where you have like hoverboards and like the invention right. of the plane. And that was really captivating because you knew that there was sort of more exciting things coming along, which I missed in this game. Yeah. Like for sure was... you got more bigger buildings, different things, 
more landmarks, but you didn't quite get that feeling of like a city blossoming and zooming into the future. I was really hoping for like, where's the where's the hoverboard docks going to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. I think that was that's actually a really good point because I did feel like I needed some sort of different yardstick to say like, am I doing well? Like, is yeah. you know just going off of like the population count, which increases as your city grows, is one thing. But as you said, like with games like SimCity you can kind of gauge with the year you're in uh, the state of technology that you should be in as well, right? Yeah. What year do you think this was set in? Modern day. Yeah. It's just like this year. 90s or 2000. (laughs) Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the thing though. Like, if you didn't have the futuristic looking building when when your city came to year 2000, you're kind of wondering about that. But at the same time, I do feel like just having it based on levels... And it kept it a much more casual feel and allowed me to come back to it sooner because there was no sense of failure. There's no startups littering the sidewalk with scooters. So right. uh, this must have been a couple of years ago. I'd say. And just a pile of, pile of them on yeah. a corner somewhere yeah. and someone getting really angry at them. And tossing them into the river. <laughs> Let's do some top trumps. Should we look at uh-huh. some stats for our buildings? Yeah. First up, Sam, what level did you get to? I am at... Level 70. Uh, oh, ooh, look at you. Because we, we chatted about this a few days ago, and uh, you were maybe 40, 40 or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was ahead of you. Right. Uh, I'm level 54. Mm. But you've now zoomed into the lead, which may reveal how much I've played it recently. I see. So, What did you name your city? I named my city Edinburgh, <laughs> which I believe was the original name of Edinburgh. Named after King Edwin of Scotland. Mm, that's a win, if you ask me. That is, you can't have win without Edwin. I'm putting the win in Edwin. Wait, there's there's some catchphrase in there. There's a win. There's always a win in Edwin. Population, 10,049 people. Sam, what do you name your city? Mine is Neo Seven Days. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I shall name my firstborn. The beautiful name. (laughs) Um, My population is 15,032 35, 39, 29, fluctuating. Oh, oh. 15,000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, uh, what's the percentage happiness oh, of that? Like I've said population. 75% happy. Oh, 76%. Oh, damn. There we go. Snappity snap. What is your income? My income is 2,831 of your American dollars per second. Mine is 9,652 mm, per second. He's flush with that cash. Yeah. Okay. Doing good. Doing good. Have you taken over all of the squares in the city? I have. It is no. completely packed. Nice. Uh, so you've been hanging, and... hanging out with Larry quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. I try to avoid Larry as much as possible. <laughs> Should we talk about the characters? Let's talk about the characters. So there's a bunch of quests you can do in addition to just simply expanding more population, more money, more land built. There's a bunch of little side quests you can do. Things like throw a street party, build a marina. um, Or have a street race. Have a street race. And each of these have a different persona who pops up and tells you, oh, hey, settle taxes are very high and maintain a 32% happiness rating. Uh, And that is a perky lady named Anna, who's a city advisor. And every time a quest comes along, it'll take over the screen, pop up, There'll be a bunch of speech bubbles to tap through and a skip button, which I used a lot every time you want to buy new land because your city starts on the play area and you just have a town hall and a street. 
You need to go purchase land from the side. You have to go see Larry. The Prospector. Larry the Prospector. Now, this is kind of cute the first time you see it. But I would would say there's probably about 30 to 40 plots of land you need to buy Mm -hmm. throughout the game. Every time you tap on a damn plot of land, Larry pops up. Howdy, partner. Here's another great property for only... Oh, my God. Like, okay, I get it. What is the point? Why do I have to see Larry again? So the <laughs> I thing, hate Larry. Larry should die. He does say a crucial piece of information, which I think could happen a lot sooner, right? He gives you the price. But you can see you the price on the little red, little red dot. It will tell you on the screen how much you're going to pay for that plot of land. The only thing that I found annoying about Larry is that he continues to say stuff after you buy it. Oh. There's like does. two more speech yeah. bubbles that appear after, and I just want to get on with it. Right. <laughs> yes. Luckily, it's just a little little toast at the bottom of the screen that pops up and disappears. But yeah, I think like I can't understand the idea here. It's like, oh, give some personality to your mayorship, get to know the people in the city. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite land for me. It just kind of got in the way of the actual city building. I think if the quest, if I could just read a bunch of quests, that would work just as well as having these sort of characters. Kind I kind of liked up. it. I kind of liked the the different characters. I mean, some were annoying. Like that Bruno character is super douchey. But otherwise, it but gives I mean, that's you... That's kind of funny, right? I suppose that's supposed to be deliberately douchey. Yeah. 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 I did like the... I mean, you start to build, like, really quick reflex muscles from... To tap that skip button? <laughs> well, to, to also know where the request is coming from. Like, as soon as you see the police person, it's like, oh, this is police-related. I must... You know, I'm, I actually like this change of a quest. Because normally, it'd be Anna saying, like, hey, let's get that population up to 4,000. And you're like, okay, I got it. <laughs> But then when it's someone else, you're like, oh, who's this? Why, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we get to the three by threes? Let's get to the three by threes. I shall start. So the good point, this is, I think, a great mobile version of a city building simulator game. Um, I've sort of been waiting for something like this where it actually plays as good as it should on a mobile game, on a mobile phone. Yeah. Had you played any other mobile city games? So I tried to play SimCity Touch. Yeah, and it's just I so driven by monetization. the The graphics are beautiful in SimCity Touch, but it's just you know EA has its paws all over it, Whoa. and it's all about just monetization, which kind of made me sick. Yeah, um, and so having a version like this where it was like absolutely no monetization, it's just about the joy of building a city. Um, it was really refreshing and nice to play. Like I was like, this is this is the game. This is the city simulator game that I've been waiting for on mobile. Even if you're prepared to spend some money. With the sort of microtransactions or loot crates, it still just doesn't feel great as mm. a player. You'll just be like, oh, this is kind of like a yeah. little bit dirty. And it, it made you wait for certain things. Like yeah. the, sometimes building the, the structures were, were long and yeah, it just had like this whole loot box system that I was just like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Pocket City, I enjoyed a bunch. Happy to pay five bucks up front. Yeah. Let me play. It was actually kind of a nice mechanic of you have to play it on screen. You have to be involved with it to level up, right? Rather than just let it sit in the background. But at the same time, like I kind of like that you didn't. You can just stop anytime, right? Yeah, and it would resume whenever you wanted to start it back up. And the save points were were well done, where it didn't seem like I lost any sort of progress. Yep, uh, totally pushed my buttons from my old transport tycoon days. Yeah, really easy to pop in and play a little bit. I think it's one of these games where I could play it for two minutes, or I could play it for twenty-two minutes. Yeah, like. This game sucks you in. It has the ability <laughs> yes. to suck you in. And I was like, oh, you know, and it's, and it's built. I mean, I guess it's just the na- nature of a well-built SimCity game. 
or a city simulator game where you can go in at a really micro level, make your roads properly, think about the structure of the city, put in your bus stops and all that stuff. Look at the traffic, look at the water, all that, you know, just make sure everything's just right. And then you're like, oh, it's 2 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed finding, oh, building those beach, beachfront resorts, building a large residential complex, deciding which of those houses was going to be mine. (laughs) Yeah. Imagining yourself. Yes. Yeah. The UI and the touch was pretty well done, like for the most part. Yeah. I have some comments about that, which which we'll get to in the bad threes, but yeah. Like dragging seemed to work really well. Like it's everything that you expected. Like I felt never, I I never felt compromised in that I wanted a mouse and keyboard. A lot of times when these games do port over from PC to mobile, um, and this isn't a port in any means, but like, Sometimes you just feel, oh, I, I, I would play this so much better if I had a mouse and keyboard. And I never felt that way about this game. And it's easy to feel that way because at one point, I think I downloaded um, Roller Coaster Tycoon, mm-hmm. which was a port from an original game that people were raving about for iOS. And I never felt like that was the case. Yeah. Another big plus is that this game actually has portrait and landscape mode. (laughs) Which mode did you play it in? Portrait. Yeah, me too. I tried it landscape for a little bit and it does work better from like, you know, a two-handed thing, but I always just kept it in portrait. On to the bad points. I felt like there wasn't enough variance in the buildings. I mean, it looks really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, graphically, there are tons of variations. You can tell there was a lot of attention put into them, Mm -hmm. but they didn't feel different enough. Like sometimes when you build a good residential area, you know, and if like the algorithm hits it just right in games, like in other SimCity games, it, you get like a nice building that just pops out of nowhere. That's like a residential building. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and there's like a name on it or something. I didn't feel like that kind of special quality. The only way that you can get those kind of buildings in this game is to build them specifically with like the the landmarks and stuff. So once you've designated a residential zone, that's kind of it. That's kind of it. You can upgrade it later once you hit a certain level, but then... Yeah, and also visually, it was a little hard to determine between the residential and the commercial area sometimes. Like they kind of look similar um, because of the same color palette or whatever. I would just switch to the The, overview mode and it can kind of give you the color coded overview of that but yeah that's agreed um speaking of the graphics they're kind of blurry there's something mm. going on i don't know if you ever zoomed in but it I was always too, like feels like i was playing on a crt monitor how close are you <laughs> how close are you getting but like it's just definitely not retina graphics right no. like, i switched to ultra mode i did switch it to ultra mode too i mean and like even that i don't know you're just like um yeah, yeah there is going to be a point where you like you hit a wall and then it starts to um, you like the sprites a little bit more, if I may use gameplay terminology. It seems like the sprites are reasonably sharp, but yeah, at some point it is a little blurry. But doing some background research, this was all made in JavaScript. Right, which is crazy to me. Yeah, so I think we can totally forgive a little bit of non-native resolution and performance for that. Yeah. Probably explains why the phone hits... You want to degrees? JavaScript is not the most efficient for the processor. (laughs) Considering it was like JavaScript and HTML, uh, it felt really natural, right? Getting back to, I mean, if we want to change that into a plus, a a good point, I never felt like this was compromised in any way that it was JavaScript and HTML. The one thing I did miss is that on Google Maps on iOS, you can double tap and drag Mm. up and down to zoom in and out. And that is such a 
amazing one-handed gesture right to do which i do all the time and i kind of missed it here because you're kind of navigating around a lot that'd be a bad point i guess is that it does require two-handed gameplay even in portrait mode even in portrait mode everything else about the ui it does seem like you can work out except for the zooming part yeah right even if there's like a little plus or minus arrow thing on the upper right hand corner that might have made it a little bit more conducive to the the one-handed play so there are a few ui issues um i think my main frustration is that once you switch to a building mode you then can't pan the camera without building the thing Mm. you're trying to build so often i'd oh let's build a bunch of roads but once i get to the edge of the screen i can't build more roads or i realized i hadn't quite set the camera up exactly so i try and do like a two finger pan which would still be recognized as a single drag and then you go cancel and that takes you back to the original menu and then the menu doesn't remember the state you're in so you have to jump back through so you kind of need to be very prepared before you build anything yeah which has kind of made the building process just feel kind of heavy I mean, you can also just do it in steps, but I feel like that is compromising your initial idea. Yeah, you can't like if you're building a road, you can't like drag your screen to the edge and then have that continue on by panning your view. I I did encounter that from time to time as well. When you're building like single place objects, you can move your thumb quite far away from where you initially placed that building. Yeah. And that would allow you to pan a little bit, um, but I'm not sure if that works for roads. And then if you cancel what you're building... You have to go back into build mode, but the menu is back to its original state. And you have to remember, oh, wait, I was building a landmark, which yep. is under one of the menus and then another submenu to find it. Yeah. So just remembering where things were. I was like, oh, wait, is. Oh, there's one that always tripped me up that I'd always go. Services. Wheezy, yes. Special. Is dynamite. Is it a resource or is it a. Ah, <laughs> oh, dynamite. Okay. The, yeah. I even wrote this down. Why is dynamite in special, but demolish is right there? Right. Like, why? Why are those two separate things? Like, I understand it'll charge me more to knock down a mountain, but just give me one option to demolish. That was that bugged the hell out of me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My last bad point is that this game just felt a little bit too easy. Like I was getting money out the wazoo <laughs> yes. from the start, and I never felt like I was compromised. Kind of makes you want to start your own city, really. Yeah. Like, hey, was this easy? I want to go be mayor. You can make a building for $700. Yeah. It's so easy. (laughs) Yeah, easy mode was too easy. And then by the time I kind of realized that, oh, wait, there's different modes and kind of explore a little bit more, I didn't quite have the motivation to start from zero again. Yeah. I did start a new city on expert mode, but that didn't really stick. I started in normal and I kept it on normal. I had a good time with normal. Um, I guess that would be another downfall of this game is that I kind of don't feel like starting another city. Having said that, I totally enjoyed my experience with it. I totally did too. My last bad point was like I did hit a wall, a little wall of tedium at level 54. Up until then, it was great. Once I'd kind of got most of the buildings, and because you can see, oh, you can add this from the menus, you kind of see what unlocks at certain levels. And once I got most of them, I was like, ah, okay, I can kind of do without this ancient Asian palace landmark. Mm. I don't know, maybe just even with all this seeming complexity of populations and jobs and education and power and transportation the actual gameplay was still quite shallow yeah i think that way i should say i was playing on like the default casual mode which probably explains that but i would have liked it just been a slightly harder like something more to kind of sink my teeth into right i think by the end of it like when you do reach level 40 or 50 it kind of seemed like you needed another um currency 
at that point rather than just money because yeah. money at that point was no longer an issue. Maybe just some balancing was required. I don't know. Like it's hard to pinpoint why I felt it a little bit tedium. It was sort of like having God mode at the end. You don't even have to think twice about buying land. Right. Sam, what's your final seven-day rating? I played this for a good seven days. Oof. I played every day and possibly like 20 to 30 minutes. At night. At least uh, each night. Night gaming with Sam. Yeah. I hit a wall. Mm. I was was like a hard five. I played it a lot. But once I hit, you know, level 53, level 54, yeah, I kind of faded, faded on it. Yeah. Which is not to say I did enjoy it and totally worth the $5. And I'm going to keep it on my phone because maybe I will, if I have a week or two break, I might want to come back and go, you know what? Maybe I'll try it on hard mode. You know what? It's time to drain your battery. (laughs) That's right. I'll bring my battery pack with me to work. For me, it's one of those few games that actually drew me in to a point where like, I no longer felt like I was my person. Do you know what I mean? Like I was drawn in and sucked (laughs) into the game. Yeah. Um, And I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't get that feeling with a lot of games, but yeah. on a mobile device, and especially on a mobile device, it's pretty rare. So it's great to, to get that feeling with this game. Highly recommend it, but I don't, yeah, I might, it might take a while for me to play another game of this, but I'll keep it around. So you'll need something to do for the next seven days. Yes. Good thing I'm on this podcast that continues to recommend me questionable games. Now, Sam, do you remember the first game we ever played on this here humble podcast? Bowmasters. And do you remember the studio that made it? Legendary. <laughs> wow, you've got two for two on a quiz on about your own podcast. Well done, <laughs> Sam. Well, Sam, I'm here to tell you, Legendary have returned with a new game. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Tomb of the Mask. Traps filled labyrinth. What's filled labyrinth? Traps. Oh, I thought you said craps. Oh. Yeah. Nope. That's a different game. It's the new urban musics that's taken over the world. <laughs> All about that trap. What is it called? Tomb of the Mask. Tomb of the Mask. Maybe in seven days we'll find out what that actually means. This is from Legendary? Legendary. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything like Bowmasters. Hmm. Absolutely addictive tomb labyrinth. That's the first sentence. That makes no sense. Put a mask... <laughs> this translated from, like, Russian? I don't understand. Absolutely addictive tomb labyrinth. Put a mask and climb the walls easily and promptly. Time limit and approaching lava are advancing. Go only up. Mm. Well, that's something. (laughs) English may not be their first language here. So I feel like this game has been out for a while. Well, I can tell you by looking at the version history that it was out one year ago. (laughs) So there we are, cutting edge as always on this show. (laughs) But it it has popped up recently. Like Maybe they did a reasonable update. This does seem like... Um, more of a puzzle-style action game. Explore the mystic tomb. Unlock masks with unique powers. Tomb of the mask. There you go. I'm actually looking forward to this. This looks great. Nice 8-bit style game. Now what's interesting is there's a new monetization strategy that I've not seen before. Oh boy. Subscription pricing. What? In Tomb of the Mask, we offer you the following subscription options. A weekly diamond membership. Weekly subscription for seven ninety nine. And gives you unlimited energy, 400 gold coins every day, and removes ads. There's a monthly diamond membership for $19.99. A yearly diamond membership for $99 and $99. That's kind of gross. So we shall see. That's interesting. I mean, to be honest, it's the first time I've seen a game with a recurring subscription fee. Mm. Mm. But we shall see. 
Okay. Legendary Game of the Tomb, Game of the Tomb of the Mask. We'll find out what that means next week. Things of the week, Edwin. Once I hit the wall of Pocket, Pocket City, once I hit the wall of Pocket City, I need another game to play. And I've been playing Hole Down, which is balls, but good. TM. <laughs> 3 Again, no IAPs, no nasty monetization, no ads. Is I would say this is a grown-up balls. <laughs> so, slightly sagging. A little hairier, perhaps. <laughs> if you liked balls, and, and you're not Sam, uh, definitely check it out. Hold down. Uh, it's kind of smart, though. It basically takes like a mining mm. theme, which all kind of now makes sense why you're breaking these bricks. So a little bit of a uh, little bit of story there. Uh, adds a bunch of like smart mechanics to sort of upgrading, mining new planets for bricks, finding crystals. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, but I will chat about it more next week after I've played it on the side for fun, not for the show. Sam, what's your thing of the week before we go? So I've been addicted to this YouTube show called The Hot Ones, mm. or I think it's just Hot Ones, where they eat consecutively more spicier chicken wings that are coated in a hotter sauce. It's not done Russian roulette style? No. Okay. They know exactly what sauce they're eating. It's progressive. Okay. But while they are eating said chicken wings, they are being interviewed. Nothing says quality interview like eating with your mouth full while your tongue's on fire. Right. And so lots of popular people are on it, like Michael Sarah, um, Ethan from H3H3, who runs a YouTube show and podcast. John Mayer was also in one of the shows. Um, they have... I wonder um, what his city would be called. Brian... Is it Brian Cranston? Is that mm-hmm. from Breaking Bad? And Aaron Paul, mm-hmm. or also in another episode. Good content. Fun, okay, fun sound, show. Yeah, an eating game show, an eating interview show sounds like it shouldn't work, but... It does. It does. And it's surprising how many people actually go through with eating million Scovilles of hot sauce. How far do you think you'd get, Sam? Do you think you could do the million Scovilles? Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if it's progressive, mm-hmm. I might be able to do it and then suffer afterwards. Because you know what I'm thinking? Oh, Seven no. days to play, hot wing challenge. Seven wings to eat. <laughs> Death edition. And that's our show. Play Tomb of the Mask from Legendary Studios with us for the next seven days. Wait, I realized okay. there's a time for housekeeping. We are on vacation next week. So actually, you will have 14 days to play. But we will still keep the seven-day rating scale. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it even more confusing than it already was. No show next week, but we should be back in two weeks where we talk about Tomb of the Mask. Tomb of the Mask. From Plasendary. What did I just say? Tweet, oh, sorry. <laughs> Tweet us your gaming suggestions as well at 7 Days to Play and follow us on Instagram. I will be adding more content very soon. Mm, we have a lot of free time now. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And don't email us. 7 Days to Play!